You're listening to Donkey Brain the Podcast. Three, two, one. Nice. That was a good one. Very good. All right. We are on episode 14. 14, 14, 14. now. 14. Um, again, I'm Colton. Jimmy. And we are joined this week by Brett. Is it Myers? How do you pronounce your last name? Yeah, Meyer. Like the store. Okay. Perfect. Brett Meyer. Uh, go ahead and say hello to the folks. <laughs> hello to the folks. There we go. All right. Well, Brett's uh, one of Jimmy's friends, and uh, hope we got a good episode for you today. Getting a quick coronavirus update. I think I was pretty dire last week with the coronavirus stuff. Apparently, things are getting better now. You know, states are kind of reopening. There are sports back, NASCAR. That was great to watch. Uh, now you're seeing stuff. I think this Sunday coming up is the, the golf thing with Tiger and Phil and stuff like that, and NBA is talking about getting back, MLB is talking about getting back. Things are trending in the, in the right direction. So um, anything to add to that, guys? I know uh, most of no, Illinois was going to go into phase three at the end of the month, but not like the northeastern part. But now uh, Chicago area is finally cleared to actually like move on to have small gatherings again. So that's going to be nice. can actually like, you know, see people again in person. Yeah, it's – it's been very interesting. So I guess like two points then we can move on. So first point, uh, kind of what Colton said. So I, I guess just like to preface, I don't know where we're at ever. Like even on like a week by week basis, like, Oh, things are horrible. Things are great. Like it's like a roller coaster, but what I have heard, Germany was handling all of this super well. This last Saturday brought back soccer like immediately after the weekend, like two guys from a team have tested positive. Um, they <laughs> had to now take that whole team off. Uh, they were trying to do what a lot of sports in the U.S. were talking about doing, where it's like, hey, we can quarantine the whole team together and, you know, if we're testing people and whatnot. And I guess the coach had broke quarantine because he had forgot toothpaste. So he went to a local grocery store and he didn't test positive or anything, at least that they know. But it was just like one of those things where it was like, I was so hopeful to be like, man, all these sports are coming back. And then it was like, here's an example of how hard it would actually be to keep everyone good. And it's just like, there's just a lot with that. But yeah. then two, uh, Bryn's birthday was yesterday. Oh, and she had a few people over. Birthday, yeah, she made it. She's fun now. She's 21. It's exciting. Not like we can go anywhere cool, but when things finally clear up, we can. But uh, it was weird because we just did like a social distance drinking. Like people were hanging out. We were just like in our front yard and stuff. It's like the weirdest, most foreign thing to see your friends that you haven't seen in a while, but be like, what have you been up to? And it's all the same. Like, no one's like, hey, you know, uh, I just started this new job. Like, no one does that. They're like, yeah, I've uh, been staying inside watching a lot of, you know, shows. And everyone's like, okay. Yeah. Like, it's like the weirdest. Like, I haven't seen you. Some people I don't think I've seen since, you know, Christmas break, just being home. And I'm like, yeah, nothing has changed. Like, you're in the same boat. Like, you went to school for 
eight weeks and then you came home and now you're just bored at home. So it's just like the weirdest, like I'm excited together, but it's not like I'm going to be running into friends being like, tell me about all these major life changes because they're just going to be like, yeah, I sat inside same as you for the same amount of time. And I'm like, all right, good. Like ready to get my life back on. No, it's been a very weird thing. Like even seeing people, like you just said, um, every interaction is exactly the same. There's no variance. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> and every single day is running together too. So every interaction oh, yeah. seems even more the same. Cause you're like, Oh, it's a Monday. Let's do the same thing we would do on a Saturday in this world now. So there's no, there's no distinction of what's going on. I haven't actually interacted with anybody over 21 or under 50 since like mid-March. So yeah, it's going to be interesting, like actually talking to people again. Very excited for that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when people have more to say, because every time it's like, Hey, what's new? They're like, nothing. I sit at home and you're like, me too. And it's just like a weird chunk of everyone's life that they're like, Nope, nothing major. Like they might've done small minor things. Maybe they got a car, but no one's like, yeah, I up and moved cross country. Uh, we both started new jobs. I got married like that, like is very, very scarce in terms of like feel, big life changes. I feel like you just described Matt Breen kind of like the, yeah, but this all like he's different <laughs> because he got married. He got married in January. So like when things were normal and then this all happened and yeah. like, this was like a few months after we're like, I think since then I've only had two friends get married and their ceremonies seemed like the weirdest thing in the world. Like I called one of my friends, like maybe like three weeks ago. I was like, Hey man, how was the wedding? Uh, he's like, it was really good. I was like, Oh, like, you know, did you, were you able to have your parents there? Like thinking like, yeah, you know, we had intermediate family on each side. That was it. He's like, Nope. Uh, it was me, her, the officiator. And then we hit a camera guy. And I was like, what i was like that like more people would show up if you got married at like a courthouse and we're just like yeah it's legal we did it and it's just like this weird thing but yeah it Things almost seems like i'd be willing to bet that matt breen might have one of the best 2020s out of everybody when does he move to go to nebraska Wait, oklahoma, uh, he's oklahoma. going to oklahoma june 10th uh, I, I think yeah i think it's june it may be late May. I know they've been bouncing it around a yeah. little bit, but yeah, he's been kind of living it up because it's on the military's dollar. So he's yeah. not like going into debt or anything. Like I would be pissed if I had signed a lease in New York when he did. And then they were like, yeah, yeah, you know, great city, whatever. You can't see it. You might die. Like that would be the worst where he's like, yeah, it sucks to be inside, but like, I don't know. Cause he was saying too, I talked to him, uh, maybe like two, three weeks ago. And he was saying he actually lucked out because when he first moved out there, he did a lot of the touristy stuff. Um, like not really even thinking about it. He was just like, Hey, I'm here. You know, if I'm bored on the weekend, I might as well go see some stuff. Um, and he's like, yeah, that worked out awesome. Cause he's like, had I not done that, I would have just been there for like six months, done absolutely nothing. And then just moved to Oklahoma where they do not have that same fun touristy stuff. For sure. For sure. But I mean, married, you're going to move to a new place. Things are looking up for brains. Matt and Samantha. Quality stuff. Cool. All right. Do we want to jump into the ass of the week? 
let's do it. Yeah. Take it away, Jimmy. You've been the one that kind of spurred this. Yeah. So. so I guess while we're on the topic of Matt, uh, he was the one that actually came up with this. He had texted me um, a few days ago um, and it just hit home. Like I was like, you know, I didn't really have anything prior, but this is probably one of the most spot on things. Anyone who is doing the 30 day song challenge, I guess partially in general, like I never thought they were cool. Um, Like I was never like, wow, thank you for doing this. Like I gained so much new music, but even now it's like, dude, I don't want to see it on your story. I don't care. Like I'm not being like, holy shit, this is what so-and-so thinks. I need to go put it in my Spotify right now. Like that just is never the case. And it's kind of like all these people are, I'm assuming, doing it for no one. Like, do either of you guys see that and you're like, wow, thank you for, like, I really wanted to know what you were listening to. Like, I feel like it's like people are just throwing it out and just nobody cares. But they're so heartfelt on being like, I'm going to do it all 30 days. I'm going to complete it. And everyone's like, you don't need to do that. Like, we didn't, we didn't care day one and we will not care day 30. Like, that's just how it is. I suppose I'm unique in that, like, like I'm decently involved in, like, the local music scene around here. Like, I play in a band. Like, I have friends in bands. So, I'll see, like, if it's someone whose music taste I really like, I'll see what they're listening to. Or, like, if it's a friend, I'll check it out on occasion. But for most of the people, especially at this point, like, it's just an instant skip through. Like, I pulled up that, uh, the, uh, like, innovation curve they always talk about where it has, like, the innovators, like, early majority, late majority. Yeah. The people still doing this are the laggards. They're, like the very end, like, this wasn't cool, like, end of April, because, like, theoretically, probably a lot of people started doing this right when all this went down, like, mid-March, should be done by mid-April. That's, like, when 30 days ends, and now we're at the point where people are starting to do this a full month after it should have ended. Yeah, that makes sense. So, that was a good, that was a good take. So, I I remember seeing it first pop up around the end of March. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's kind of interesting to look at, but now I'm still seeing like little spatterings of it. I'm like, all right, <laughs> we've been in this scenario for months now. I feel like you could be a little more like inventive as to what, how you're going to like put stuff on your stories as opposed to just posting songs like everybody else has been doing. Like something I've been seeing on uh, Facebook and I don't know if you guys have seen it at all. All I know is my mom, my aunt's, all the boomers here um, in central Illinois have been doing it. It's these new, like, um, so I guess Facebook has like avatars now. So everyone's making avatars of themselves and it is infesting my timeline. And I mean, infesting <sighs> it. It's, it's not even like remotely enjoyable to go through Facebook. I'm like, I want to see like funny, like boomer stuff, not like, kind of shaky bit emojis of like my mom <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, i guess that's fair it kind of is like a weird like because bitmoji that was like i don't even know when i first got that but that was probably in like early i would say like sophomore year of high school where like that was a thing where i think a lot of people weren't doing it and i guess now because it almost caters to a different crowd like if you think just the people that use facebook they're like whoa this is so easy like i might as well but I feel like those are also the same people where it's like, whoa, people really want to see this of me. Let me let, like, let me tell them my music taste as well. And it's like, yep. I didn't ask for either. Like, I won't remove you as a friend, but like, 
keep this shit up, I might reconsider. It's kind of just where I'm at with a lot of people where it's kind of like, I don't care. I know what you look like. I don't need to see like a weirdly mass generated cartoon of what you look like. Like it just is no game to me, but like it's, it seems fun to do. It's fun to be interactive with, but then you see people post it. You're like, I, I know I'd be fun to do it by myself just to kind of do it for me. But then I wouldn't, I would have it run through my mind. Like nobody wants to see this. <laughs> like Nobody really wants to. I understand it's kind of fun. So I'm not going to give them too much flack for it, but it's like the thought has to run through the brain. Like, you know what? Do people really give two shits about what I think about <laughs> what I look like in cartoon form? And the answer is typically no. I'm not sure if you guys remember this back when I think this was like 2010 when the black eyed peas dropped the album after the end. Uh, like the cover was them in like weird eight bit form and Facebook gave you the option to, like, 8-bitify yourself as a profile picture. So that was everywhere as well. I feel like that precursed even, like, the Bitmoji phenomenon. There was, like, a solid week when that was a thing, and then the album kind of tanked, so just everyone stopped. <laughs> everyone removed the temporary profile picture and just <laughs> went back to their daily life. This album is no boom, boom, pow, just drop it. <laughs> there. They were like, who, the black guy who? Like, weren't they cool, like, a year ago? <laughs> 2008 yeah exactly but no i feel like in general it's just like like there's just been so many i guess like stupid trends and a lot of these people kind of fall in the same camp of just being like whoa everyone else is doing it i might as well and then i just go through my feed and i'm just pissed off because i'm like dude i don't care like do you remember uh like the till tomorrow phase that was for like a week does it do you either of you know what i'm talking about on instagram right like you're yeah, gonna post where it, you would, you're gonna delete it. Yeah, you're gonna delete it you'd post like a weird photo, and it'd be like till tomorrow, <laughs> and it's like I was actually very irritated because I go through Instagram before I go to bed, and I'm like, <laughs> I follow like content creators, I follow all these pages. And I'm like, dude, I actually feel like I gained something from this, and now I'm scrolling through, being like, I don't give a shit what you looked like in like eleventh grade. I was there with you, like I remember. You don't need to be like, hey, just a friendly reminder this is what I look like. I'm like, okay. Like, what? And it's like people were doing it every day. And I was like, dude, this is just the weirdest, like, gloat. Kind of like, well, I was ugly then. Look at me now. And I'm like, I don't now give I'm a like shit. 15 like, pounds every I'm weight. sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> shut up. I'm imagining, Jimmy, you said you looked at it before bed. I'm imagining you just scrolling through pictures of, like, little kids and, like, sixth graders <laughs> it's like yeah <laughs> just getting mad dude it's bad it's not, not a fan of that oh shit all right we'll go into uh people are talking about it now so with that brett what's have you lead us off here uh, what are people talking about so i saw this trending on twitter i think it was like two or three days ago have y'all seen the interview that Robert Pattinson did with GQ in his isolated state? No. <laughs> no, but I'm very intrigued. So, that just sounds like a hilarious combo. He is going off the deep end. So uh, he, at first he was talking about like uh, just movie stuff. Actually, a very good interview. And um, <clears throat> the first time that something's off is that he says he tries to microwave pasta for some of his meals. Like he'll put like penne pasta in a 
bowl with water and just microwave it for eight minutes. And he says it's disgusting, but he does it anyway. Which then talks about more movie stuff. And he talks about a business idea that he has, also involving pasta, where he wants to give pasta fast food credentials like pizza or burgers have. So he wants to make a pasta that you could hold in your hand. So he comes up with uh, Piccolini Cucino, which translates to a uh, little pillow in Italian. He uh, made like some prototype where you can like uh, make the pasta into some sort of panini type thing. And he showed it off to um, like a chef of like a well-known restaurant in Santa Monica. And the chef apparently just shot it down completely. <laughs> so then he shows off his creation to the interviewer over FaceTime. So first, uh, like I said before, you just microwave a bowl of penne noodles for eight minutes in the microwave. Then you take some tinfoil and you, or well, then he takes tinfoil and he dumps sugar and cheese in it, like just slices of cheese. Because apparently uh, you need the sugar and cheese to like congeal everything, as he says. Not sure what congealing is really. Then he realizes that he forgot to put the outer layer in of whatever this is going to be. So he lifts off the uh, sugar cheese crust to add a layer of cornflakes on the bottom of the tinfoil. Uh, it was supposed to be breadcrumbs, but the store was out of breadcrumbs, so he figured, you know, cornflakes, suitable replacement. Add on some marinara sauce, and at this point he goes to the microwave to grab the pasta and he burns his hands on the bowl, because you put a bowl in the microwave for eight minutes. Uh, you add the pasta to the foil, which he says he has no idea if it's cooked, despite him cooking pasta in the microwave for probably two months at this point. You add some sugar, and then he hollows out a top, the top of a bun to put on top. And then he uh, takes like a industrial, like a massive lighter and burns the symbol PC for Piccolini Cucino into the top of the bun. And then from there, he asks the interviewer if you can like put the foil in an oven, or, like if you can put tin foil in an oven, because this is how he's planning on cooking it. Interviewer says yes, and he puts it in and starts cooking it. But it turns out he put it in a microwave, not an oven. So mm -hmm. the microwave just starts shooting lightning and sparking, and uh, it just kind of dies. I guess there are a lot of flaws <laughs> in everything I just heard. They're hilarious <laughs> for a lot of reasons. I think the most alarming thing to me, one, that you would want pasta on the go, because there are – it's not pasta, so I guess I'll clear that up now. Like, there are instant noodles, which 60 seconds, they're done. I don't think people were ever like, fuck, we should cook these for longer and make them thicker. Like, I don't think that's ever been a thing. But also, you think eight minutes in the microwave? If you started boiling on your oven, and as soon as you started boiling, put it on, like, a high roll boil – put the pasta in, probably done at about the same time and taste a fucking lot better. And I guess what's more alarming to me, I would be nervous to put anything into my microwave longer than five minutes. Mm -hmm. The only thing I will put in my microwave for five minutes is I will put a bowl of water <clears throat> because it will get so hot that it will start steaming and then you clean the microwave. And that's water used for cleaning. That's not anything I will put into my body let alone pasta. So that, there's just a lot. I want to watch the interview now because I'm sure I would just be like, you make way more money than I do 
but I hope you just scale this shit up so much and it just falls flat on its face because everyone's like, we told you from like the very early stages of this that we don't want it, it will not work, and it will not be good. But you have the capital to just get this moving, but we still don't want it. Two things that I think are alarming. The fact that he had the gall to go to a chef to promote this idea, when me listening to you, I would just know this wouldn't work. I just know it wouldn't work. I know this would be the, the worst thing ever. The fact that he did that is alarming. Second, how the hell does Robert Pattinson run out of bread or have a source to where he runs out of bread and has a substitute? Wait, is it him that ran out of it or is it the person I was interviewing him? Or sorry, the uh, store he went to was out of breadcrumbs. So all they had was cornflakes, which apparently the box was covered in dust. So they were old cornflakes. Where the hell is he shopping? <laughs> Some corner store wherever he lives, I guess. I don't want to claim that I'm a cook whatsoever, but were the cornflakes, like he just took them straight out of the box? Yes. So like he didn't think like, hey, maybe if I like finally blend these up, they will be closer to what breadcrumbs would be like. They wouldn't be the same, but they would be closer. Where like a puree. Yeah, even just to be like, hey, it's not the same, but I'll make it work versus like, yeah, um, I'm just going to put all these crunchy cereal in and we're just going to call it a breadcrumb substitute. And everyone's like, you can't do that. Like, that's not what we advise or even make sense, let alone like what you should do. I'm going back to the interview. I believe he just poured them straight out of the box. Good. What a psychopath. Like, I've heard of cornflake crusted chicken before, but like... Yeah, you, but that, you put it on it top. You don't use it as a breading. Like, you just lay it over, and it's for crunch. Breadcrumbs are not... Like, you don't eat it and be like, wow, this is so crunchy. Like, breadcrumbs are just to cover stuff, and like, you don't eat it for the texture. Like, you eat it as... It's just another thing to cook with. Admittedly, I do cook ramen in the microwave just by putting it in a bowl for three minutes, and that works fine, but, like... Very different things. Yeah. No, that's meant to be heated up fast, not, like, penne takes time. Any kind of pasta takes time besides, like, instant noodles. I mean, ramen literally claims they're, like, we are instant noodles. Like, no pasta company's, like, instant pasta, because that just doesn't make any sense. Like, the kids on the bus in high school would eat the ramen blocks on their own without cooking them, not the... They wouldn't just grab like a, you know, like a box of spaghetti and start chomping on that. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of weird. I didn't know anyone who did that on the bus, but maybe it's like a Bartlett, South Elgin, just like cultural thing. Just Elgin things, apparently. I've seen it before. <laughs> like Ryan, our, uh, my old roommate, he did it before. I've watched him do it multiple times. And he says it's bad every time, but just continues to do it. So weird. good stuff. Good stuff, yeah, good that, one, was, Brett. That, that was, was thought-provoking. Yeah, off. Yeah. Because if you didn't know about that and you do now, like I guarantee you we finish this and I will, that will be the first thing I do. I'm just like, I need to see this for myself just to get a good laugh out of it. So good call. Definitely worth a read. Would recommend. Robert Pattinson, GQ. Okay. Colton, you want to go? Yeah, sure. Um, it's kind of odd. I know the simulation's real, uh, even more so because of this. 
uh, just to kind of kick the Italian food things down the order here. Um, have you guys heard what Chuck E. Cheese is doing? No, thank God. Yes. So, okay. So, well, <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. So on Grubhub, there's no longer Chuck E. Cheese or anything. Okay. So what they've been like marketing themselves as is Pasquale's Pizza. Okay. So somebody found this out. Like they're kind of like it, it, they was they were really kind of shady about it. Like they didn't really come out with this grand thing. So they've changed their some of their pizzas from Chuck E. Cheese. So Chuck E. Cheese, Chuck e. Cheese is still its own brand. But like Grubhub, and if you were to order it and things like that, it'd be under like Pasquale's Pizza unless you specifically wanted Chuck E. Cheese. So what they're doing, it's an effort in order to go towards a older crowd. And this, is, this blew my mind. So all they did, they're really not changing anything with the pizzas or anything like that. The only thing they're doing with the pizzas is adding a little bit more sauce and making the crust thicker. But they're trying to target the older crowd with this new Pasquale's pizza. I just thought that was the strangest thing in the world and totally not necessary or needed because I don't think I'm ever going to order anything because Pasquale's pizza, I'm going to like immediately associate it now with, Oh, Chuck E. Cheese. So like what a pointless maneuver. I don't, I don't really understand what they were going for there. And apparently there actually is a place called Pasquale's in West Philly. Yep. I saw the, uh, so the TMZ like broke it and then I was kind of reading further. I think it was, I think it might've been on that TMZ article. And I'm just scrolling down and you see Pasquale's pizza. I'm like, so they just stole it. <laughs> so they took it. Um, do, do you know where the name Pasquale come, came from? I have no idea. It's the drummer of the animatronic band that Chuck E. Cheese oh has. It's, it's an Italian man named Pasquale. So they're like, oh, this sounds Italian enough. Let's just make it a pizza chain. And I checked Grubhub. Uh, the Chuck E. Cheese by me is called Pasquale's on there. That's nuts. <laughs> what, a, what a useless thing. So what, are they just telling their workers, yeah, put a little more dough in the machine and put some, uh, put some more sauce on there. Squallies, bang, bada boom. So I guess this is still on the topic of Chuck E. Cheese pizza. I got really excited when you said it because I was like, man, I would do a whole nother conspiracy episode based on this. Have you ever heard that they recycle their pizza? Yes. Yes. No, please explain. Brett, have you ever heard that? No. Really? I thought for sure you would know and Colton wouldn't. So essentially what it is, is you would go to Chuck E. Cheese and you could buy their, like, whatever 16-inch cheese pizza or whatever like that. And it will not, like, they cut it for you, but it will not go back to a normal pizza. And the thought is, if you say, like, say I went there, it was like me, my two parents and my sister. And you think, okay, it's two parents. They might have two slices. A kid might have one each. So that's about half a pizza. The staff will then take the other half and then just build other pizzas and then bring them out. This is like not a thing I'm making up. It sounds ridiculous. Like just health code, whatever. But like, as soon as you said Chuck E. Cheese is now delivering pizza, my first thought was like, holy shit, they're recycling it. It's just this weird business model to be like, let's just keep sending it out. Like, no one comes here anymore. We need to just do something. But yeah, read up on that. That's a pretty interesting 
it's thing super weird because like you could look up pictures of these pizzas and you can definitely it, it, a pepperoni pizza the easiest thing to check out and see that something's messed up the pepperonis there'll be like a three quarters of one pepperoni on one slice and then no pepperoni on the other slice yeah, and like even the crust <laughs> doesn't match up it's like this is it's like, like what is this you just gerrymandered like my pizza fucked up <laughs> Because, too, like, I guess I don't really know the extent that Chuck E. Cheese is pumping out their pizzas. But I know if you go to, like, Domino's and stuff like that, like, yes, they're hand-tossed and whatnot. But a lot of times they have a machine that you put the dough in and then it'll, like, press it down. And it's like, okay, this is a 16-inch, this is an 18-inch. So to some extent, pizza companies are like, hey, it's going to be this size. But some of these photos are like, no, 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 like... This you can tell was at least part of one. This is another. Like it does not line up, and you're like, you would think if they were putting it through a machine, it would at least come close. But then there's weird things like that where it's like you would never cut a pepperoni pizza into eight slices and then just randomly put them around and then serve it. You're like, no, we cut it and we bring it out, and that's that. Like, but yeah, that's just a whole nother wild thing. But yeah, you said that, and I was like, oh my god they cannot be delivering just this fucked up pizza because that's what Chuck E. Cheese like weirdly has become known for. But nice. Yeah. All right. No, I just needed to throw that in there because I don't think enough people know about it. I appreciate that you knew what I was talking yeah. about because it's, you, it's like a 50, 50 split almost always of like half people are like, what do you mean? And then the other half are like, Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I watched do. a YouTube video on it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess we beat that into the ground. So mine is kind of short. Um, so UFC's Fight Island is yeah. just something that weirdly is, I guess it's been talked about for a while now. Um, it kind of keeps, keeps being a topic and then it kind of falls behind and then it comes up again. And it's essentially just, I don't know why there's a need for it. Um, just because I feel like even now, like UFC is like come back, yeah. Like they've had fights and like yes, there's no crowd and like stuff like that. But it's like I don't know why they need to be like it's their own island. Like it would make sense if like they were like, hey, Vegas is really cool. We're gonna have some fights there. This is gonna be like maybe an offshore thing. If you're really like for UFC, we might put hotels casinos like but that's all this island is going to be used for and i think that's cool but yeah just the fight island in general is like a weird thing and uh i've seen a few people comment that they missed the opportunity so it's like ufc is like like literally like ufc and someone's like you fucking morons like you should have spelled it u-f-s-e-a fight island to just be like yeah it's an island you're at sea that's creative but you're just a bunch of like super ripped dudes. You're not being creative. <laughs> you just want to fight other men. So that's what that's mine because I thought that was interesting. I was reading up on that yesterday. It's kind of an interesting take because I kind of thought of it from the, the standpoint like you just said like they're already doing fights. What's the reasoning behind it? And I didn't really think about like the investment, maybe the the possible investment going forward in the future. Like oh, here's a fight island. It's going to be like an attraction to go to or something like that. That makes sense. With that being said, that makes me think that they already have the island. Did they buy that island? Did that, was that, did that come out like it's officially bought? Or did somebody like, haven't, it's yeah. my island, you can fight here? Because it's sounding like 
we bought the island. We're fucking fighting on it. <laughs> we're going. Like, we're, we're not bringing any sort of industrial equipment. We're bringing a little hand concrete mixer. We're building a small platform, putting a ring on it. Yeah, that's like, it. Like we're we're throwing the octagon together, and that's it. We're gonna bring three camera guys, coaches, trainers, whoever's fighting. That's it. We're sleeping on the beach in tents. Like I don't know, because that's I haven't really seen kind of like what you said, no one has said, hey, we bought it, hey, someone owns it, and this is the goal. Like, I've not seen, like, big picture stuff, but I would be curious just to know, like, what the end goal is. They're like, yeah, um, we already bought this thing. There's no way in hell we're not fighting on it now. (laughs) It's a done deal. Get your asses out here. And I think on the last episode we had, I had mentioned, like, they're wanting to have a fight there in June. It's not happening anymore because Khabib's. I don't know if you heard like Khabib's dad's like dying right now, so that kind of that's sad. So like, obviously it's sad because the whole like the his dad's dying thing, but also like there's not gonna be a fight there anymore. It's not gonna happen until at least like, I think August is what they said. So just totally wash that out. I don't know what their next move is gonna be. So is the intent for the fighters to live on the island? And then, like, do fights there? Are they just going to fly in from America to fight there? It seemed like some quasi thing, like the quarantine. But then I that just makes it more complicated to make sure that they're all like yeah. they're not all sick. Like that, it made it more complicated in my head because yeah, it's a further that, complication I mean, that, to get there. Yeah, it just breaks down. Like, it's the same shit with any sports that you hear, where like a lot of people are like, "Let's put everyone on a cruise ship. Let's put." you know, UFC guys on an island. And it's like, sure. Like, if you think about it for 15 seconds, foolproof. And then you're like, huh. So they're going to probably be needing either supplies flown in. It might come in by boat. They'll then come in contact with more people. And it's just like one of those things where it's like, yeah, you could have like fucking say Australia. Let's call that the island. And it's like, if one person screws it up, it, it defeats the whole purpose. Like it doesn't matter if it's an island that has four of you or, you know, it's literally an entire continent. Like it's all kind of up in the air. So like, that's why I don't know what the end goal is. Like if they were like, Hey, we've been thinking about this for a while. Now this happens. This might just be a secondary thing. Or if they're like, no, 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 we're buying it, building infrastructure, doing all that in the hopes that we're not going to get, contaminated and we can have fights here all the time and whatnot but i have no idea i don't think anyone's like oh go ahead no i was just gonna say like i don't think ufc or anyone high up in that organization is like come out and announce what that plan is but like everything's just so up in the air that you just don't know because theoretically if like the families of the fighters move to the island with the fighters and everyone lives there they could like have a functioning economy on the island where, like, UFC is the primary, like, revenue getter, but they could have, like, schools for the kids, like, hospitals. You could have a full, like, functioning country on this island. That'd be raw. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sick. I would love to see that. That would just be kind of funny because, like, I don't know why my brain went here first, but thinking of, like, hey, we have this full island, like, you know, it's going to be functional. We're going to have roads. We're going to have hospitals. You know, obviously there's going to be like a grocery store and I'm assuming they're going to have some sort of bar, like a club or something like that. 
um, where it's just going to be all these like super fucking ripped guys where like their bar fight is like an amateur (laughs) UFC fight where it's like, no, 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 this isn't just like two drunk dudes, like throwing blind, like haymakers at each other, not doing anything. It's like, no, these are like professionally trained fighters who are like, like Conor McGregor's fucked up on proper 12, just going after some dude at the end of the bar kind of a thing. Like it would just be wild. Or like episodes of cops where everyone is just jacked out of their mind. Like the opportunities for cable there are just insane. Yeah. Like they could, they could be like, we have fights here. There's also a reality TV. We have our own booming account. Like they could really spin this into like a big picture. (laughs) Like, Hey, you live on the Island. You signed this contract. You'll fight four times a year. We're going to have a camera crew follow you around two days a week. Like you could be like, Nope, it's an all-in-one package. Like, I got my reality show. I'm still a fighter. Like, I'm still – I get to have my family here. Like, (laughs) it would be kind of sweet. I would like that. I would, too. All right. Uh, We'll go on to what people are not talking about. Those are good topics. Those are pretty long-winded discussions about people are – people are talking about stuff. This is good. Very good stuff. Um, So, Brett, uh, lead us into what people are not talking about. So this is a bit awkward. So I saw the Chuck E. Cheese stuff blow up today. (laughs) So I figured, oh, it's going to blow up in the next few days. So I'm just going to make that my topic. But I looked into the Chuck E. Cheese, just like their actual takeout menu. And there's some just weird stuff, I guess, that we could talk about for a little bit. Okay. Uh, The most notable thing being they have unicorn churros. So for $3, you can get a churro. But instead of like the normal, like whatever, like sugar dust they have on top, it's dusted with blue raspberry, cotton candy, and sour apple, like, sugar. So you get, like, a rainbow of flavors in your mouth. I wonder how many people per year order that to go. I was thinking that, too. Who thinks to order takeout from Chuck E. Cheese? Like, all they have on the menu is pizza. Uh, they have wings, fries, cheesy <clears throat> bread, a salad, and then just a variety of desserts. I think that's the reason why they're going that Pasquale's, Pasquale's route because they're trying to sustain it to go like ordering base. It's going to, I would think it'd be a flop. No pizza jokes intended, but I would think it would be a flop. Um, but again, I don't know. I don't know, but I could never imagine their business model now is not to go based. It's purely order it here. I'm going to eat pizza while my kids are infested in the ball pit. But continue. They've also got a uh, – so they have cotton candy you can get to go, which is a novel thing. Like you never really hear of places <laughs> offering to go cotton candy. But you can't Probably choose the flavor. for good reason. <laughs> you can get either uh, pink vanilla, blue raspberry, or green sour apple. But it's a surprise. You can't specifically say, I want to get blue oh raspberry cotton candy. You have to get five and hope that, you know, for one of the five, you lucked out and got the one you want. That's so bullshit. <laughs> but it's only a dollar a bag. So like dessert wise, not it's cheaper than anything else on the menu. Oh god. I'm just like actually grossed out. Just like thinking. I guess one, I don't there's just a lot of things wrong with this whole situation. One, Chuck E. Cheese, I went there a few times when I was younger, but like now. 
I don't think I would ever bring my child there, let alone to order from what should be considered a goddamn Petri dish of germs during a global pandemic. And you're like, well, shit, yeah, I got to get the cotton candy. Like, that's the best place around. Like, like they they have to have enough people order from it that they're still doing it. And that's concerning to me. That, like, some father is like, what do you kids want for dinner? And they're like, Chuck E. Cheese pizza. And he's like, all right. Fuck like, it. he's not calling a local pizza place. He's not calling, you know, Domino's. He's like no, my kids love Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Thank God they do carry out and my kids don't have to go without. Like, it's just concerning. Which admittedly, for a large pizza at Chuck E. Cheese, though, it's five bucks. Like, that's Little Caesar's price. I checked the calories. You're getting 600 less calories per pizza than Little Caesar's, but I mean, if you like the pizza enough, that's a, that's a full day's worth of calories. I feel as though, like, I, mean, I have not had Chuck E. Cheese pizza in forever. But I remember it being like super greasy, super cheesy, and that's what I want. So I mean, I would be kind of down to order it, but I just feel at the same exact time of like I'm making a grave mistake. <laughs> like, this is gonna be five dollars right down the tubes. I feel like it'd be worth to try once again, just because you know you haven't had it probably in like fifteen years. It's five bucks. That's a what half a case of natty a third of a case of natty Brett, i don't i guess the one way i could see myself ever having it is if i brought it to an event and didn't tell people where i got it like if like if i went to like some party or something and they were like hey uh do you want to bring like soda and i was like no no no, i'll bring like i don't know two three pizzas is that cool and they're like yeah yeah of course and i just show up with it I don't tell people like hopefully they don't have their own boxes like it's just like shitty like kind of like what small pizza places have where it's just like straight cardboard no logo no nothing I just show up and people are eating it like god where'd you get this and I like don't say until like two of the pizzas are gone and I'm like yeah Chuck E. Cheese does carry on people are like what the fuck did you feed me like (laughs) that would be the only time I would willingly give money for it but I would never be like, yeah, I'm on my way home from work. <laughs> like, yeah, just swing by. Like, let's Stop call and, you know. Cheeses. Yeah, it's, I'll get two pizzas, throw some cotton candy on for the kids, you know, hope that I get the color I want. Like, it's just a whack proposal. Could you, imagine, boys. could you imagine the disappointment you'd feel if you wanted blue raspberry cotton candy and your bitch ass got, like, what was it, green apple or something? Sour green oh. apple. Just what you want out of cotton candy. Oh, I'd be so pissed. I'd be like... No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm ordering again. <laughs> if I don't get something other than the sour green apple, I'm, ra- I'm raising hell. That's why you got to order like six or seven, just because the odds of getting at least one of what you want is so high that they can't possibly screw that up. Like, do you think the staff is like, hey, I want this one? And they're like, we don't give a fuck. And you're like, come on. Like, I really, and they're like, do I work at Chuck E. Cheese? I do not go out of my way to help you. Like, I'm sorry, you're ordering carry out. You're just as sad as I am. Like, just cry into your cotton candy. Like, sucks. I feel like nobody wants the sour green apple because you don't really want sour flavors out of cotton candy. So I would just give away as much of the cotton of like of the sour green apple as possible. And then when the other stuff's about to go bad, just take that home. Nice. Smart guy. All right. 
Jimmy. Yeah, thanks, Brett. Two, two good ones. Yeah. All right. I guess I hit uh, – I don't know how we're doing on time. Do you want I, one that's I somewhat haven't. serious or one that's kind of stupid? Because I have two on my list. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I'm kind of bummed because I did like my other one, but I'll go with well, the stupid one. Well, damn it, so Jimmy. People I hate are, when you put us in this position because you – I feel like we always no, pick I'll, the one that you don't want it to. <laughs> I'll, save, I'll save my one for next week because I actually think it's kind of fun. So what people aren't talking about – the Bermuda Triangle, nice. something that I grew up thinking that it was going to be horrible. I was kind of afraid to fly into any of the islands down there. I didn't want to take a boat. Like, I thought that was, like, a real thing that was just, like, people were just like, yeah, I tried to fly to Puerto Rico, and, you know, our plane just crashed. Like, I thought that was, like, a daily thing that was going on. As I got older, I feel like it's not a problem. Like, people aren't, like – Oh yeah, my cousin. He was trying to go on vacation with you know his wife. They were honeymooning, and you know they flew into the Bermuda Triangle, and that's the end of that. Like that just doesn't come up anyway. That and quicksand are, I guess, two yeah. that were big fears that people just don't talk about anymore. I feel as though like the Bermuda Triangle knew we were on its ass, and it's like shit. We should probably tone down taking down all these planes and boats. Maybe like one or two a year, but that's it. No more. We can't do any more. We had our fun. <laughs> we got a little too carried away with sucking down boats and sucking down planes. Let's chill on it. We'll still get one or two a year. But other than that, we've had our fun. We've had our heyday. It's like one or one or two to like stay relevant. Yep. Um, but not so many that like you're in the news like every week. Like it's kinda like when some like old athletes are like, Yeah, I have two big charity events a year and like you know who they are still, but you're not like, wow, like so-and-so is always in the news. Like, it's kind of like that. Like, I feel like that's a good good comparison. Like, Bill Gates is talking about all this coronavirus stuff, and then you look back like on all the, all the old stuff. Like, hey, like he talks about um, lessening the world population in an interview. Then he has a TED Talk about it. Then he steps down from Microsoft. And now like, all this stuff's like we're kind of putting the pieces together. We're like, now Bill, Bill hasn't been saying shit. Bill's been pretty – Bill's been pretty quiet. He's like, they're on my ass. Lay low for a little bit. I've never heard anyone link the Bermuda Triangle to coronavirus, and I think that was on purpose. Like, Bermuda Triangle's like, if we just don't do anything for a little bit, we'll lay low, it blows over. You know, we get off scot-free, no problem. And now they have no cruises and no flights to, like, even take advantage of. So now they're like, damn, we don't even have opportunity to. We can't even get, like, teased with it. So we're just going to wait. The first plane that lands in – is Jamaica a part of the la- that, that little island chain? In the yeah, yeah, it's, like, all over there. Okay, all those islands. First one lands in Jamaica, like, we're taking it. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> the triangle going to be back long. with vengeance once uh, all the flights and stuff start back up. Oh, it's hungry. Yeah. But it might be good because flights have been so low that if they lay low – once all this, like, once everyone gets the green light, I feel like everyone's going to be like, holy shit, I need to go on vacation. They're going to be able to pick off, like, every sixth plane, and no one's going to know because air traffic's going to be up, cruises are going to be up, like, all this ridiculous stuff where it's like, shit, that might have been – they're playing the long game, I think. Like, the Bermuda Triangle's kicking back, being like, it sucks right now, but, you know, we wait this out correctly, we can get away with murder so much more as it goes on. 
sent out 100 planes, got back like 85. Eh, it's close enough. Yeah. No need to worry. That's still passing numbers. Like That's a B. I'll take a B. Solid yeah, B. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a good B. Like, if it was like you got like 73 back, you're like, uh, you know, Sweet I should five. do more. Where it's like 85, you're like, oh, yeah, that's pretty high. I'll gloss over that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'm imagining the people who run the Bermuda Triangle almost as though the, the Legion of Doom is kind of like, you know, like they have like the, the circle of like all the biggest like super villains, billions, oh my God, super villains or everything. Um, who do you think runs the Bermuda Triangle other than the Lizard Kings? Because you know there has to be at least one Lizard King at that table. Right, you can elaborate. You're a pretty big uh, Lizard King guy. Since like, probably for like the length that I've known you. That's like, you were like the first person I heard that from. So you can elaborate that. Well, I mean, Barack Obama is the head of all like the reptilian like overlords or underlords, <laughs> I should say. So I hear that Barack getting called out. <laughs> I'm gonna say Obama. We're on your ass. <laughs> that was like part of his like foreign policy because it's off like the U.S. coast. He's like, yeah, I'll take it on. Like I need something foreign, so I won't really mess with Russia. I'll just take on the Bermuda Triangle. He's trying to lower the coronavirus death rate so we can increase the Bermuda Triangle death count. We say it like that. All right, well, we talked about that way too long. So <laughs> it's a lot, um, lot longer than I thought we would. So that was cool. All right, Colton, round us out. For sure. Um, this was something I was thinking about. I don't know why. Cause I think I saw Avatar go across like on the TV today. Um, is, is 3D in theaters ever worth it? I hate 3D movies. I'll be honest with you. Like, they suck. Like, I hate the, 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 the camera, not the camera, the little glasses and everything. The effects of it are never what I envisioned them to be. I think the last 3D movie I've seen was, like, one of the Shrek movies. I'll be honest. <laughs> I think Avatar was the last 3D movie I saw. And, yeah, no, they're just – they're not worth it. Especially, like, Avatar – it's probably, like, 12 bucks at the time for a 3D ticket, which – Movies are already expensive in general, so. I was going to say, like, they're, because isn't it, it's, like, weird because I guess I don't really go to the movies anymore, but, like, at the time, because it was, like, you could have a normal, and then you could have, like, the IMAX, which was, like, I guess the bigger screen, because the fucking billboard wasn't big enough for some people. Yeah. And then the 3D, but, like, I don't know, it kind of sucked. Like, if the glasses hurt your face and you took them off for, like, 30 seconds and kind of just like rub behind your ears and like did all that like it you couldn't even watch it yeah like it's not like a oh yeah i can still stay like you pull them off and you're like this looks like shit yeah. like yeah i don't think they're worth it i like would heavily opt like i guess the only time i would ever go is if someone's like hey we already bought you a ticket i really like it i'm like all right i'm not paying for it but even still, if people were like, hey, I'm paying for your ticket. Do you want to go for 3D? And I'd be like, no. And they're like, all right, thank God. And I'm like, good talk. Like, yep, we're good. But I'm serious. I would almost rather, if they're the same price, I would pick the regular definition 2D eight billion times over the, uh, the 3D one. Like 3D, even with the glasses on, sometimes the effects aren't what you think they're going to be. Like they're not that jarring. And even then, the, the movie looks like shit. Like, it's, it's kind of digitized. It doesn't look right. It just looks terrible. It, I don't know. I don't like it. 
Yeah, I'm against 3D movies. <laughs> well, I'm glad we're all in accordance here. I, 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 I thought I was the only one. I guess you really don't see too much 3D stuff anymore. So I guess it's kind of like becoming, I guess that's kind of, we just all thought like, yeah, this is a really bad Do idea. Do you think it's because we're older? Like, because I guess it was different. Like if I was, like, I'm sure if I was like 11 right now, and you were like, hey, do you want to see this movie that one you're really excited about? Like, you're just like, holy shit, Shrek's coming out? Yes. And then it's like, do you want to see it in 3D? And you're like, hell yeah. And you're like, sure. Like, I'm sure at one point I was like, dude, 3D's cool. But I think a lot of it does pertain to the movie. Because, like, if I go in, the, like, a movie's like two, three scenes are like cool 3D where it like actually is coming at you, it's like, eh. We're like, at the time, I'm sure, like, holy crap, how are they doing this? And it's, like, crazy. Yeah. Where now I'm like, dude, I don't care. CJI's so cool that it doesn't matter. Like, plus I just don't care because I feel like I'm sounding like an old man, but it does, like, hurt my head. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not spending the extra. I still really don't understand how it works. Like, how does how does the red and the blue come together to do stuff? You know what I'm saying? Because, like – because it used to be, we're talking, this is boomer talk now. Like, remember, it used to have like one blue and like one red thing, and that made 3D. Well, now it's like they actually look cool. They're like regular sunglasses looking things. But if you were to take those off and look at the screen, it's still the red and blue colors. How does that, what does that do? That's above our I don't here, know I because I, it's no not clue. even, yeah, it's not even like a movie thing. Like, cereal boxes could do it. Yeah. Like, you would look at it and be like, whoa. So, it's not even like, whoa, they use a different projector. It's like, what weird. That's what people aren't talking about. Like, 3D, yeah. But just the science behind it, where it's like, I can see a movie where it comes at me. I could read a cereal box where the words are coming off. Like, you're like, who the hell patented this? And props to them for being like, I'm that smart. Yeah. That they figured it out. I just thought red and blue made purple no red and blue makes 3d apparently (laughs) (laughs) like i mean that shocking a jarring discovery that's all i got on that (laughs) all right yeah let's round that out that was kind of a wild (laughs) wild ride yeah um yeah no i think that's it um for this episode ben um, I'm really excited. So Brett, you came up with the idea. So you can kind of explain what our top five is going to consist of, but I'm pretty stoked. So yeah, the top five for this week is the top five animals that you want to have on your side in a fight. Um, yeah, I feel like there's not really much more to explain. Just whatever you want to have kick the ass of your yeah. opponent. And I want to, so two things. I want to have clear definition for the audience before we go into this thing. One, are extinct animals going to be included? Yes. And are, they are going to be included. Okay, I just want to make sure because I have yeah. two lists ready to go. Well, are, so I didn't think about it, and Brett was like, yeah. can we do that? And I was like, just the fact that your head Brett. went there, I was like, yes. Like, I, I want to hear whatever animal that you were like, okay, my list depends on this. Can I have it? Yeah. Like, extinct animals. I feel like there's some wild ones. Like, there's still wild ones today. Like, most of my list is just normal. Like, you can find them almost anywhere today. Yeah. But some of the stuff you read about that's extinct, it's like, 
thank God that's not around anymore. Like that sounds terrifying. So yes, extinct animals, fair game. Mythical one, nice job, Brett. Mythical animal animals, weird to saying no. I feel as though that's kind of crazy. I don't have any on my list. Brett, okay, do you have any either. on your list? Okay, okay. we'll exclude those because so we'll, if somebody we'll posts no. up with a dragon, we're all screwed. <laughs> like dragon, centaur, like we'd be Minotaur. Yeah, like, I'd be like, damn it. Like we're screwed. Like um, we're our my list sucks now. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. No, I feel like we'll keep it it was real at one point. I feel like is a safe bet. It's is that like, like the that keeps guideline? It fair. Uh, I don't know. I'm nervous. <laughs> Damn it. I feel like Brett's a lot smarter. <laughs> Brett's good yeah. I did my research on this. Some quirky ass loophole. <laughs> We're not going to. I think one. just no like mythical, like no like, yeah, I read about it in like Greek mythology, like things like that. Like I would say if it has walked the earth and there are, I guess we could say like fossils of it is fair. Just so you're not like, yes, in BC, it was rumored that like none of that, like, like where I think like, I guess like one that is a safe bet that I think a lot of people will think of when they think of extinction, like a woolly mammoth, we'll say that's fair. Like they have documentation, they found bones, like there's, they know about it where it's not like, uh, well, no, there was this creature long ago and it's like no like if there's no proof that it was ever real we'll just chalk that up as no like you can't use that so that's our top five i'm excited i don't think i have that many great choices but i'm very excited to see what you guys pick nice all right we'll send it off uh brett thanks for being on again he will be on for the top five and everything um anything left for you to say brett oh thank y'all for having me all right thanks for being on Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one.